Act Two of At the Sign of the Greedy Pig, a frightful comedy of beggars by Charles S. Brooks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two. The scene is the same. It is middle afternoon of the seventh day from the night of miracles, and the frenzy has already ebbed the hogshead of beer is gone the merry stoup of wine the shouts of joy the pipes and timbrels have faded from our ancient city cobbler butcher and housewife live again in their old routine the square has sobered to its daytime use we shall not see bombastes again he and jules have galloped across the mountains i would swear a warrant against the rascals but they are beyond the jurisdiction of my plot twist sits alone on the church steps he is prosperous his cup is full of copper his wallet is packed and open he eats fruits and delicacies he is even a wee bit fatter or is this our fancy than when we first saw him clouted to the gutter and yet he cannot be entirely happy for now and again he sighs profoundly presently squeak mended of his dumbness trundles in a wheelbarrow he grunts and sweats under his weary life he sets his burden down he mops his face he rubs his muscles leisure and repose have passed like a summer cloud he trundles the barrow off his envious gaze on twist adam and eve i fancy when cast from eden must have regarded in this fashion any luckier neighbour who escaped the apple mistress trencher enters she has been shopping we suspect that silks and laces boots and ribbons have crowded her hours since noon behind her trails blatt cured alas loaded to his chin with bundles surely at sight of his doleful face have we ourselves not been victim to a woman's shopping surely doublet and hose in pit and gallery will weep with sympathy Blatt sees twist on the steps he turns to scowl and drops a bundle another bundle he is an idle good-for-nothing fellow and is led off by the ear walking tiptoe to ease the strain with a sullen gaze at twist across his shoulder wimp enters with a paint bucket and brush his sight is restored to his discontent the work in hand is the signboard of the greedy pig he fetches the ladder from the gibbet and sets it against the tavern front he mounts he starts his task with an angry eye on twist who bites a tempting pippin wimp adds a peevish flourish to the greedy pig's curled tail squeak reappears with a broom and sweeps the steps for something less than a plugged farthing he would break the broom on the head of the solitary banqueter Blatt enters with a rag and polishes the brasses he makes jabs at the metal and we must suppose that he is at work on twist's nose those were happy days master Blatt. look at twist eating on our steps once we could have clouded him last week he had nothing better than a shriveled apple john the pippins were ours and here we are working with hardly a bite to eat all day just peelings things what is scraped off the table slop that is left in the cups all morning i scrubbed the kitchen 
with cook stepping on me i carted garbage to the pigs garbage is easier than shopping what day is it master squeak friday a whole week since the big doctor cured us and nothing but work those old days were happy master blatt just listening to the coppers dropping in our cups everybody inquiring about our complaints and we whining as merry as birds twist has become as dejected as his companions master blatt wimp squeak couldn't you lay off a bit i'm as lonely as an owl dear friends sit with me for lonesomeness is more grievous than a jumping tooth i can sit thin there's room for all of us it is an invitation whistled as it were to the grated window of a jail old stripes inside is sorry but he cannot accept friday just a week ago did you ever taste such beer it is a heavy memory sorrow's crown of sorrow and all the wenches bringing up hunks of flommery cake one wench popped a kiss at me dozens kissed me i was too busy with the beer did you hear the speech of master bags or were you too far gone in liquor i marked the start the hinder end is smudged he said that we would be useful citizens and wouldn't have to beg and that we would work oh, i hate work i wish they'd hanged us angels are peacefuller than scrubbing just sweating and sweating work so restless so discontented the apple woman enters we have been hearing her cry tippins and sheep's noses in a nearby street twist selects an apple he selects four apples he ranges them in a row upon the steps polishing each with with spit he hunches along hospitably it is a tempting offer the beggars hesitate twist holds up a hunk of pudding four hunks he rubs his happy stomach for the advertisement he ranges the four hunks alongside the apples each hunk has a pink and blooming partner the beggars are about to yield with cautious glances at the tavern window stealthily broom paintbrush and polishing rag are laid aside suddenly an upper window of the greedy pig is thrown open mr trencher's head appears what blatt how you dawdle wimp i'll cuff you if you loiter squeak for shame mistress trencher's head is withdrawn her flaming sword has turned the beggars from the gate of eden with a sigh twist replaces the puddings and the apples in his wallet he hobbles from the square i dreamed last night that four gibbets were set up and that me and twist and you and wimp did hang upon them were we caught on thievery i regret the purse i snatched on monday last did they get wind that i pilfered spreads of mother grimm's pantry shelf i stole kinses set to dry in the widow clink's garden wall we were hanged for for witchcraft witchcraft master wimp witchcraft and i'll tell you what chance this morning at the city fountain 
where I went to wash, it was whispered that Dr. Bombastes had been proved a witch. One of our surgeons has proclaimed it around the city. I myself, methinks, saw the devil's mark upon his throat. He shuddered at the holy bell of Mars. A black cat meowed and trotted at his heels. It was by witchcraft, so it said, that the doctor cured us. Then let them hang him for a witch. I care not. We how am a gravest grudge. It is too late. The doctor left our ancient city seven days ago. Our hue and cry could not overtake him. It would have been a rare fun to see him hanged. Beer. And what say you if, instead of hanging the doctor, they hanged us? Us! Jesus! Sainted Bridget. It's in the law, in the great book, that whomsoever is practiced on by a witch is himself a witch and must hang. Squeak has been holding his broomstick astride like a witch's broomstick. He sees the horrid resemblance and drops it in fright. The beggars are quite consumed by fear. Just at this distressing moment, the upstairs window is again thrown open. The noise is innocent enough, yet it startles the beggars. Mistress Trencher's head is thrust out. Master Blood, run this minute to the fishmonger, and get me a farden's worth of tripe, and ask him how our sprats. Bid him put the tripe on my reckoning. You, Master Squeak, trot to Mother Grimm's in Crooked Lane. My compliments, and will she tell me the manner in which she mixes her flummery? Wimp, come here, you idle fellow. The pantry must be scrubbed. Hurry, be off, you lazy boys. A farden's worth of tripe. Witchcraft! Flummery! Witchcraft! Pantry! Witchcraft! The three beggars depart on their errands. As Mistress Trencher lingers to smell the flowers growing at her window, the balladmonger enters. Juliet! At her casement! Perchance you mistake the place. The signboard, sir. The greedy pig. It is the house of Mistress Trencher. All night, dear Juliet, verses run through my head, but your beauty stales a golden phrase. Your voice is the song of birds on the painted hills of morning. Still harping on your Juliet, you are near of sight, Master Balladmonger. Go seek the barber for a pair of glasses. I see into your heart too closely, Mistress Trencher. It is as grey and cold as flint. Yet fire, they say, is struck from flint if one knows how teach me dearest lady i would rouse a conflagration to warm your chilly soul you might prove a dunce beyond instruction am i a dunce to love you most agreeably a dunce were it not for you and my other lovers the day would drag at weary pace we spar with idle weapons i love you mistress trencher your voice is a holy bell at twilight your smile a candle in the lonely shadows of my heart. By day, by night, and every hour, my thoughts run on pilgrimage to you. I knock for shelter at the portal of your thoughts. Dearest lady, I would that your arms were my tavern for the night. It is well conned. If I were a sailor on the sea, your lips would be my compass, your kiss my harbor light. I'd sing in joy for any tempest toward the land, though it crack the timbers of my ship, 
for it would blow me swiftly to your arms. It is pretty and above the average. Hmm, would that the syndic would woo me in this fashion. God, lady, would you wed a bag of gold, a glittering house upon a hill, a quart of sparkling wine? Once my fingers were laid upon your arm for a moment only. Yet the memory warms me, no matter how the wind shall blow. Would you teach the syndic? For a silver tongue he fees in gold. Once, just once, in your eyes I thought I saw your love. Tear all things from my mind. This moment of happiness remains. It is a torch to light my wintry days. Here, Master Balladmonger, catch this flower. I kiss the petals. It's in gratitude for a pretty speech. She withdraws her head. Does her kiss, think you, upon a flower, outweigh the kiss she blew the syndic off her fingers? Our plot may hold surprises. We must wait a bit before we whistle for a priest. The syndic has entered and has seen the throwing of the flower. He scowls with jealousy. The balladmonger kisses the jasmine, puts it next his heart, and leaves the square so i catch you master balladmonger i must find a way to take you by the leg and throw you he retires in villainous meditation the balladmonger sings far off a ship with gold in its heavy hold is taxed at the import rate and a camel's back on a sandy track is priced at the customs gate but the cargo light of a flower in flight is a kiss of duty free and the port to steer is my heart my dear its harbour beyond the sea and now wimp has scrubbed the pantry he comes from the inn with aching muscles beyond a doubt the fat cook in her hurry with cookies in the oven has stepped on him many times twist enters from the opposite direction do you owe me a grudge, Master Wimp? Ay, a grievous grudge. I am not happy myself, Master Wimp. Every night I go to Mother Grimm's to get my supper with a great round penny. All alone. All four of us sat there together in our happy days. But you and Blatt and Squeak have not come for many days. Each night I put aside a pork chop on the chance that you are late. A pork chop! And then I sing, and tell myself that I am rich and happy. But it is no use. It would be paradise to be a carter and lift great barrels on my back. I would like to run and leap and swing my arms. Quite everybody is strong and healthy. But a cripple lives and thinks alone, and all day I sit upon these steps. There is no music in the pennies now. I'm such a friendly fellow. I'm sorry that you and Blatt and Squeak owe me a grudge. Me and Blatt and Squeak have got to hang. We are witches. Witches? Got to hang? I remember that on the day when the great doctor worked your cure, one of our surgeons, moved, as I thought, by an itching jealousy, said he would spread an evil gossip around the city. We've got to hang. Me and Blatt and Squeak, and you. Me? Aye. 
Uh, me too? Shh! Here comes a surgeon who spread the gossip. Let's hide and listen. They conceal themselves, and the surgeon and the student enter. I have infected the ear of the city. You yourself will vouch that the great saw did not even touch Squeak's gullet. I saw his apprentice pour red juices on the metal to look like blood. You know the temper of our people. They will be in frightful anger. It's ill luck that Bombastis has left the city. They will hang the rogue to a gibbet. Tis a pity that our warrant does not stretch beyond the mountains. I regret that the doctor no longer tarries with us. But it will serve our purpose if we besmirch his name. Once more the widow Clink will take your bitter pills. Mr. Spags will fee again in gold. Dross, mere dross. The faculty? We'll see what foolery it was. To set Bombasti's name above your own. His decree will be rescinded. And conferred on me. It will be my desert for freeing our city of witches. The syndic whispers to me, master student, that when he is mayor, you shall sit in the council as his adviser. It fits with my ambition. I shall work for his election. But is it not an ill thing to rouse a cry of witchcraft, unless you offer the crowd a victim? It would be lacking all conscience toward the poor. I have found them a victim. Four victims. If a dog begs, he should have his bone. I've four bones to throw to him. Four? The syndic stands for office. A hanging, which our people love, ensures his election. A hanging, therefore, I broached to him. He fell at once to the suggestion. Who is to hang? The syndic and I, at my suggestion, read this morning in the great book of the law. It is a most amazing book, so packed with wisdom that what it affirms presently it denies. It matters only where you put your finger. If you like not its judgment here, you have but to turn the page to find reversal. So, after much rummage of contradiction, mark what we found. Those who are victims of witchcraft are themselves witches and shall be hanged, to which the law urges diligence. And therefore, wimp and blat and squeak must hang. Those are three bones only. Where do you find the fourth for our hungry dog? The cripple, Twist. He was observed in talk with Bombastes. So was the syndic. But the syndic gives a penny to the church each day. Twist, moreover, was seen gathering herbs. It is most suspicious. Shrunken cripples are often the devil's brood. Does the book make this clear? Hardly clear. It is a book of law. But I have found a dusty precedent. There is witchery curable, curable if the symptoms pass off within seven days. But if on that seventh day, the seventh stroke of the holy bell for evening mass, even as it wears to a lingering echo, finds the accused still with the marks of witchcraft on him, then has the corruption entered to the marrow of his bones, and he shall hang. How marvelous is the law! How cunningly it twists itself! Today is the seventh day. And it lacks but a half hour of evening mass. It will be well to have Master Yank, the hangman, ready. Shall I fetch Yank? Shall I bid him bring his rope? Hasten, Master Student, 
and I shall fetch the syndic and whisper in his ear, so that the trial shall be lawful, and a verdict of guilty given without regard to stubborn evidence. They go off on their opposite errands. In the meantime, the shadows of the twilight have been falling on the square. Twist and Wimp come from their concealment in the church porch. Ah, go get Master Blatt. Go get Master Squeak. We must escape from this ancient city. Alas, the gates are closed for the night. May we not hide till dawn in Mother Grimm's great oven? Or climb the rotten ladder to the belfry? By stealth we might crawl into the soup vat in the convent kitchen and pull the copper lid down upon us. With a knotted blanket, we might climb off the dizzy battlements. Perhaps there's a peddler's cart that has a bin behind. Such fellows go forth at dawn. Blatt and Squeak return from their errands. Alas, they hang all four of us at the stroke of seven. Me? Peace, I'm thinking. Mm, Master Wimp, Blatt, Squeak, listen close. Go, Master Wimp, run to Mother Grimm's and bid her take her needle and sew you a patch. You, Master Blatt, find your trumpet where you threw it across the church. And you, Squeak, perhaps someone listens. Gather close. You, Master Squeak. But his voice has fallen to a mumble. Not even the closest fiddle beneath the stage can catch a word. The trombone is as ignorant as ourselves. The beggars are gathered about Twist, who whispers to each his instructions. Finally, at his bidding, they run off the square in several directions. And now we observe that night has been coming on. The window of the greedy pig has been lighted, and it throws its bright reflection across the left half of the square. The gibbet stands in sinister outline and throws a fearful shadow on the gloomy house fronts. Our patient angler, with dangling noose, feels already a nibbling at his bait. Over the gibbet, the evil comet burns. The bell ringer crosses the square on the way to church. Master bell ringer, is it you who opens the great doors of the church for evening mass? I, for these sixty years, I was but a lad when the earthquake rocked the tower. Are both doors to be opened wide tonight? I, Master Twist, just as soon as I pulled the bell for its seventh stroke, I was sitting in the belfry when the rumble came. And do the lanterns burn as usual in the entry? I, Master Twist. For the love of God, good Master Bellringer, see that their wicks are trimmed and their glasses polished. Does the bishop come to Mass? It will be a festival as gay. As you love me, old friend, see that the lights burn brightly in the entry. I'll set extra candles at the door. The bell ringer disappears inside the church, shutting the doors behind him. And now the syndic enters with the surgeon, the student, and Yank, the hangman. Yank carries a rope, which he adjusts upon the gibbet. Time has turned his ghastly office to a jest. He is the merriest of all the sons of Yank, since Nex first paid the price of ugly hearts. It's promised, master student. If elected, I name you counsellor. A word in your ear, learned syndic. Yank sings. 
A sailor man's splice is tied in a trice, and it weathers the tempest blast. But a hangman's noose shall never come loose, and it holds till life is past. Oh, a knot in a string is a weakly thing on the neck of dogs that bite. But a hangman's rope shall strangle hope, and it grips till hell's in sight. You have persuaded me. These four witches must hang. As for the belladmonger, I do regret that we may not hang him also. A singer of filthy songs. I'd have all such fellows. Does not the balladmonger woo sweet Mistress Trencher? The stupid might think you jealous, Master Syndic. A patched and shiny knave. It is monstrous that he should be permitted even to speak to Mistress Trencher. It is my intention, I confess it between friends, to wed the lady. It will require but a hasty wooing, for the pretty creature is prepared. I have given her now and then a word for her encouragement, and she will jump upon my offer. As for this rogue, this ballad-monger, it will be better, as you say, to delay his hanging until the eve of the election. It will clinch in the eleventh hour any doubtful votes. Where are these four witches that we hang? They live hereabouts. Presently Yank will fetch them. Twist is sitting on the church steps now. Then we shall begin with Twist. What think you, Master Syndic? Is it necessary that there be a trial in form? We know without examining the facts that they are guilty. If they happen to be present, it is necessary. For the law says that no man shall be hanged without a trial. But the law says also, mark its cunning in reversal, that no man shall be tried in absence. These beggars are not here. Videlicet, they are absent. Therefore, there can be no lawful trial, which is consequently forfeit. This makes their guilt very plain, and they must hang. It sounds most conclusive. Perhaps it would be well, Master Syndig, if you said a few words when the noose is on their necks. It points an effective moral, and the people will wish a speech. Although I am slow to notoriety, modesty is my grievous fault. Your argument persuades me. Reluctantly, I consent. Surgeon, as he sees Squeak's broomstick. Ah, what have we here? A most damning piece of evidence. If proof were needed, which luckily our law has the good sense not to insist upon, it would now be complete. But can all four witches hang upon a single broomstick? Can four men gallop on a single horse? The pillion straps would break. It's done by villainous magic only. Has the law a case in point? Aye. It says that four bodies cannot occupy the space of one. This makes their guilt very clear. Surgeon, as he points to the comet. Look you, Master Syndig. There is a wicked comet in the sky. Alas, they must have bewitched the very heavens. They must hang tonight at the stroke of seven, lest they practice on the moon. Of all the planets, it is the weakest vessel. It would be a horrid thing if they sent it spinning to the east. It needs but a hint to lead a vagrant life. They would knock the stars about our tumbling chimneys, 
and our streets would not be safe at night they would hurl the sun splashing in the sea and the boiling water would drown the fish it is in holy writ that we must not suffer a witch to live the great bible with its golden tassels is a book inspired its letters large and small its very commas are of sacred origin we are agreed these rascals must be hanged ah i had forgot our faculty has decreed a medal to you master surgeon in token of its gratitude me how unexpected my zeal has been only for the common good it is now black night the stars neglectful of their horrid danger venture in the sky are mars and the lion composed of fearless metal or has the surgeon's threatening gossip lagged tardily aloft even the pleiades hang out their timid lanterns that part of the square which is nearest to the tavern is lighted from the window of the tap the church steps are in deep shadow a crowd of villagers has been gathering yank is busy with his ropes he sings at his congenial task o lovers plot for a parson's knot and maids and widows old but a hangman's noose shall play the deuce till it squeezes a rascal cold and lover and maid and parson stayed and sailor and widow agree that a gibbet's jerk in the twilight murk is fun for only me good even master yank is there thievery in town i must hide my silver spoon who is to be the crow's meat dancer there are four witches to be hanged yonder broomstick was dropped in their flight across the moon jesus god a mercy methinks last night i saw a witch riding in frightened clouds it's the moon they have bewitched they have turned it towards the east the sun it's likely is pelting off through space this very moment to escape their evil eye god save us as i came along to-night a chimney was toppled by a falling star the sun they say went splashing in the sea and wheels were boiled yank as he holds up a length of rope your hemp hibiscus cannabinus in the vulgate is an honest vegetable if it blossomed to maturity it is the strong right arm of justice spun some hundred strands together it holds as fat a villain as ever dined on buttered dumplings ali baba's forty thieves could be dispatched on such a rope as this between mass and compline bell it lays its ghastly grip on cheats and penny clippers on men who snatch purses for a living on bakers who sell with false scales this very noose he meditates has squeezed a score of thieves a dozen murderers a highwayman a butcher a pirate and a witch it is coach and horses into hell who hangs to-night twist is the first to hang fetch twist this way master yank 
but beware lest he touch the broomstick it was but this morning i gave twist a penny then it has gone to the devil's use it's as hot already as a chimney brick after a friday's baking twist is led to the gibbet he mounts the ladder the noose is put about his neck his withered arm his twisted leg sue in vain for mercy yank has other verses of his song and he sings at his work happy and contented our washlady at her scrubbing board a joyous creature with jouncing blouse does not express herself more blissfully in song you dear sir if your practice runs with mine do not rollick with cheerier tunes singing at the weekend in your foaming bath the secret of epicurus is the enjoyment of one's livelihood listen to yank by poison or knife you can end your life and join the varlets below but a hangman's way to the grave's decay is a bitter road to go a jester's song is never too long in tavern or castle remote but a hangman's catch shall hardly match when it plays on a scoundrel's throat and now the syndic stands forth to make his speech master twist you stand in peril of the law you have privilege of trial and may speak in your own defence please you sir silence miscreant tis a precept not for vulgar practice you and blat and whimp and squeak must hang has any one evidence to the contrary then it is proved most detestably but if all signs of witchcraft have vanished from you and blat and wimp and squeak when the last stroke of seven has faded to a lingering echo then says the law upon reversal mark the wisdom of the law you are innocent and all four of you shall stand acquitted and have your ancient license to beg for charity mercy master syndic i'm such a lonely little fellow i ask nothing but to sit with my three friends and beg upon the church steps silence it would be heaven master syndic to sit upon the steps with them paradise methinks is but a place where old friends talk together master yank are you ready the bell prepares to ring are you a scholar master yank can you count to seven when the last stroke has faded to a lingering echo let justice take its course and kick away the ladder and now the first stroke of the hour sounds the crowd is hushed the second stroke sounds lips count in silence faustus waiting at the tick of midnight for the devil's seizure did not listen with sharper ear the third the fourth the crowd is tense will not a star now in mercy grasp the moment to strike a toppling chimney will not the thick earth swallow up the headsman the fifth the sixth the seventh the sound fades to a lingering echo and now the bell-ringer having announced the mass throws wide the church doors a strong light from the entry from burnished lamps and candles falls across the square for once the glory of the church throws the greedy pig in shadow 
sainted bridget we are saved on the steps in their ancient place the three beggars sit with cup patch wallet stick and crutch there is silence the smallest pin would rattle on the stones i starve good people pity the poor pity the poor succor the blind pity the poor pity the poor our pen beggars the excitement it is the syndic who silences the uproar behold the holy bell of our ancient church has cleansed the witches for tis said that when a church bell rings the air is sweet and foul creatures are healed of loathsome malady we are blessed with a second miracle and padua is green-eyed i declare these four beggars to be purged and innocent they have their ancient license to beg upon the church steps are we to be cheated of a hanging i have hobbled a weary mile so i pause for thought tears bitter disappointment in vain are my geese neglected my bread unwatched has sunk to dough i'll bid my husband vote against the syndic good folk there shall be a hanging because of the love i bear you i love the meanest of our citizens my thoughts ransack the law the syndic will find a victim for the gibbet and he does he has my vote if a merchant's scales sag a half ounce in the pound he hangs and he hangs also who lies to make a sale in this assembly there is such a perjured merchant the ballad-monger on this very square a week ago he sold tunes by a false persuasion jigs to stir a dead and gouty foot lullabies more potent than the strongest morphia love-songs to win the coldest wench by this tune he cried was helen whistled off to troy a lie in this palm did king henry drop his coin to woo the fair rosamond in her bower though a lover be as humped as richard i repeat his very words this melody will pluck him down a wife let this black-livered ballad-monger stand forth and prove his verses if they fail to draw a sweetheart to his arms he shall hang when mass is done the ballad-monger stands forth shall a man hang for a jest must humour perish from the earth silence let the gaudy fellow choose a lass and test the magic of his song two women must confess their love some silly woman hereabouts may already love him and wait but the occasion he may have stuffed her for a month with sweetmeats toward her consent candy oft-times is most villainously persuasive such creatures let a sucking tooth give answer shrewdly urged two women when the song is done must seek their lover's arms what two one were a sufficient miracle two nonsense even an august moon though it be as slender as a sharpened scythe cuts a maiden's cold resolve if the song be what he says it will rouse a general panic among the wenches we'll make the number four and let the test include a withered grandame whose desire has faded with the years apollo himself would hang on these hard terms he looks lovingly at mistress trencher 
but finds no response he sings listlessly impersonally with discouragement cupid would shrink to attack the necessary regiment my ear dear lass is a shell on the shore that echoes the joyous sea and the lark's high note in the sky afloat is a ravishing melody but your voice my dear i love you so surpasses the sea and the lark and my soul's aflame when you speak my name fired by a hungry spark once more he seeks mistress trencher's unresponsive eye then to her he sings passionately my hand my dear is chill to the touch of silver and diamonds fine my hand is cold to glistening gold and treasures of the mine but my fingers burn and my heart's afire when they touch your wrist or your cheek and your lips it's clear are the source my dear the source of the kiss i seek he breaks into a passionate appeal as god's above sweetheart i love you my verses are poor and barren i love you mistress trencher beyond all tune and words but mistress trencher upon my word i would like to shake the heartless jilt mistress trencher still stands unpersuaded and the ballad-monger sings again during this third stanza two youths of the city take the occasion to woo their ladies in similar fashion seeming almost to sing the words with the ballad-monger it is salvage from the wreck a by-product of the singer's flaming furnace as the song proceeds excitement rises among these secondary lovers the crackling pot begins to bubble my eye is sharp to beauty's plea of clouds in the twilight dim but your face dear lass is a mirrored glass where gentleness peeps in and love and truth and dazzling youth and all the graces nine are captive at your mirror dear the ransom love is thine at the conclusion of the song all of the lovers pause mistress trencher drops her eyes i am ready mr syndic i am a cheating tradesman my tune is not worth its copper bid yank bring out his rope and now when all seems lost mistress trencher cries out i call on you all to witness i love the ballad-monger simultaneously almost before the ballad-monger can take mistress trencher in his arms certainly before the amazing truth flashes on the syndic the ladies of subsidiary petition have taken the same resolve there are three armfuls for the eye three happy lovers nor is this all the waitress of the inn on an indifferent wooing we suspect has linked the broom-boy even an old lady such is the hot contagion offers to share a kiss with any one who supports a beard not since cupid first strung his reckless bow have so many hearts fallen to a single siege the juice of western flour that beguiled titania to the ass's arms had not our present magic kisses sound like popcorn it is proved there's virtue in the song half the maidens of our ancient city have fallen victims to its tune 
with another verse we'd not have a bachelor left neither gout nor crutch is safe palsy with its net of wrinkles would totter to the altar there's not to do master syndic but to lay aside your jealousy admit the ballad-monger is the better man and proclaim his just acquittal a cheer for the syndic our future mayor hooray 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 yeah your applause is sweet for your love i decline to wed with mistress trencher even if she go upon her knees i'll stay a bachelor learned surgeon your advice is good the ballot monger stands acquitted i wish him health and happiness there is a great shout of approval at last the ton of beer has found a rival the evil comet flies off across the heavens twist has been released from the gibbet he has taken his place on the church steps with the three beggars who move along to welcome him paradise is but a place where old friends talk together they whine merrily coppers are dropped into their flowing cups look at my withered arm good boy my twisted leg sucker the, the poor meantime mass so to speak has been getting cold the village folk dawdle with gossip off to church mistress baggs begs the surgeon for a bitter pill he wears an enormous medal on his front and bombastis fame is dwarfed again will mistress clink bedrid for sixty years drink his steaming posset the student's nose once more is buried in his book the syndic to clinch the vote pets babies he consoles himself upon a pretty mother and now as the city folk mount the church steps the ballad-monger goes off singing with mistress trencher in the protection of his arm my hand and heart and body strength my eye and tongue attest that my love is sure while hills endure till the windy seas at rest while the earth persists and the stars are hung in splendour to the sight my love is thine sweet mistress mine my love is thine to-night the stage clears in the light from the church doors the four beggars draw food from their wallets they exchange delicacies a bit of cheese against an apple a piece of citron for a hunk of pudding the voice of the ballad-monger fades in the distance we shall draw the curtain while the beggar's friendly banquet is in progress and now again as in the days when poets strummed their golden verses there flits across my eyes the vision of a sharp-pitched city with questing towers and battlements its cobbled pavements rest from the noisy traffic of the day and if any echo starts it is the watchman on his round for even the padded foot of evil sleeps may we not suppose for so does fancy trick our reason that these buildings on the hill having had their pennies worth now scramble from the gallery for our frightful comedy is acted to a happy ending end of act two end of at the sign of the greedy pig a frightful comedy of beggars by charles s brooks